listening to Copenhagen Podcast. Ordinary people and their extraordinary stories. I seem to have a disconnect between ideas and action. I've started a business and I think there's a fair chance it will succeed but I don't seem to be able to work towards it. It's almost as though I'm afraid to succeed, or that I can't visualise myself being successful. And even in some situations, I feel like I self-sabotage to limit my development, as though my identity, for some reason, has difficulty encompassing myself as a successful individual. Thank you for sharing that with me. It sounds like you're grappling with a common but significant issue related to motivation, self-sabotage, and self-concept. Let's explore this further using a combination of existential and narrative therapy techniques. From an existential perspective, it's not uncommon for individuals to experience a sense of existential anxiety or fear when facing success. Success can bring about change and new responsibilities, which can be both exciting and daunting. To begin, could you describe any specific moments or situations when you've noticed this fear of success or self-sabotage happening? In the context of narrative therapy, we can also explore the stories and beliefs you hold about yourself. What narratives or self-perceptions might be influencing your actions or inactions? For example, do you have any stories about what it means to be successful or any narratives about your own capabilities and worth that might be limiting your progress? Well, I think I would say with regards to the existential perspective, I mean, I can tell you a long history of self-sabotage and that's been quite destructive and brutal in my life. But on a lesser level, I think it's as though I freeze almost physically, definitely with regards to action. I stand on the verge of succeeding and I freeze. I just can't act. I'm paralyzed. And I wouldn't say I'm paralyzed by a fear or anything. I'm conscious of at least. I just feel unable to act. And well, with regards to the narrative side of things, I would say that I grew up, uh, as probably a lot of other people do, being told that I wasn't good enough and not believing in myself and actually believing there was something wrong with me, which I've kind of tried to find proof of. So I probably have a narrative of myself being someone who doesn't achieve success, someone for whom things are difficult and challenging without, well, okay, there's one narrative I'm conscious of. It's the idea that life is a marathon, not a sprint. And as a young child, I imagined I would at some point climb a mountain. And when I reached the top of that mountain, I would proclaim some message of importance. But it would be too easy to just climb that mountain. So before climbing the mountain, I had to dig a hole which I could fall into and then climb out of, because this would give a message I proclaimed from the mountain more authenticity. Now, 
that's a lot of words. Try and help me figure out what I'm saying. And if you could do me a favor, try and concentrate on either the existential perspective or the narrative, one at a time. And the one you don't do, go back to afterwards, please. Thank you for sharing those insights. Let's start by focusing on the existential perspective, specifically the feeling of freezing when on the verge of success. This paralysis can often be linked to a fear of the unknown or a fear of change. Could you reflect on whether there might be any specific aspects of success that you find daunting or unsettling? Are there any particular responsibilities, expectations, or changes that success might bring that you're hesitant about? Now, shifting to the narrative perspective, it's clear that you've had experiences and messages that have contributed to a self-concept of not being good enough and that life should involve challenges. The story of climbing the mountain and the authenticity it brings is quite intriguing. This narrative suggests that you might view challenges and difficulties as necessary for your personal growth and the value of your achievements. Can you think of any ways this narrative has played out in your life, where you deliberately created obstacles or challenges before allowing yourself to succeed? Feel free to share your thoughts on either perspective, and we can delve deeper into whichever aspect resonates with you more. Well, I think for sure one way that success could be daunting or unsettling is simply the fact that people would be able to have expectations of me, that I would have something to live up to. I guess in my life I always moved around a lot and it was very easy to start again. Always just pack your bag and move on and go somewhere else and not become a new person but make a new start. And if you have success in something, well, you know, you have to stick around. You become well-known, recognized. You have to be consistent. You have to live up to what it is that you're doing. You're only as good as your last victory or whatever. So it carries with it this responsibility to keep on succeeding. I guess I find that daunting. It's completely understandable that the idea of having expectations placed on you and the responsibility of maintaining success can be daunting. It sounds like your history of moving around allowed you to avoid these kinds of long-term commitments or expectations. From an existential perspective, it's crucial to recognize that embracing success doesn't necessarily mean losing your freedom or the ability to make new starts. It's about finding a balance between the desire for personal growth and the fear of losing your freedom. It might be helpful to explore what success means to you personally and whether there are ways to redefine it so that it aligns more with your values and the kind of life you want to lead. Now let's turn to the narrative perspective. Your story about climbing the mountain and facing challenges before proclaiming your message suggests a strong sense of authenticity and a belief that struggle adds value to your achievements. While this can be a powerful narrative, it's also important to recognize that success doesn't always have to be accompanied by struggle. 
You can reframe your narrative to acknowledge the value of your efforts while also allowing for smoother paths to success. How does this resonate with you? Is there a specific aspect you'd like to explore further? We can continue to delve into either perspective, or we can bridge the two to explore their interplay. Well, I'd like to start by trying to explore what success means to me. And actually, I find it very difficult to say what is success. Success, my first thought is success is pressure. Success is pressure to keep on succeeding. Because like anything in life, everything is constantly changing. And you can't think, I've got to a point where I have success because then there'll be new challenges to face. But success is maybe also, I don't know, an opportunity to pat yourself on the back, on the shoulder and say, well, well done, you got this far. What can we do now to improve on this situation? It's completely understandable that you have mixed feelings about success. It can indeed carry both pressure and a sense of accomplishment. Success is a multifaceted concept, and it often varies greatly from person to person. Given your perspective, it might be helpful to consider success as a journey rather than a fixed destination. This way, you can view each milestone as an opportunity for growth and self-reflection, rather than just a moment to maintain pressure. In narrative therapy, you can explore the stories you tell yourself about success. Are there any stories from your past or present that influence your perception of success? Are there alternative narratives you could create that allow you to embrace success with less pressure and more self-compassion? If you'd like, we can delve further into any specific stories or aspects related to your evolving definition of success or explore any other questions or thoughts that arise from this discussion. Well, I think I have an element from narrative therapy here as well because I have this, I wouldn't say it's quite as distinct as a story I tell about myself, but I have this kind of like belief that good things will be taken away from me, that maybe I'm not supposed to succeed or not supposed to be happy or whatever it is. And if I do happen to succeed, to find happiness, to get what my heart might desire, well, I better not enjoy it too much because one day soon I'll wake up and find out it's not there anymore. You know, so... I think I have this kind of belief that, yeah, good things will be taken away from me because I don't deserve good things. So then, to preserve a manageable degree of not happiness, it's best to avoid succeeding and having what you want, because then you don't have the pain of losing it, if that makes any sense. Your description resonates with a common theme in narrative therapy. The belief that good things will be taken away or that one doesn't deserve happiness or success. This belief can be rooted in past experiences, conditioning or self-perceptions that have developed over time. It's essential to acknowledge that these beliefs can influence our actions and decisions, often leading to self-sabotage as a way to protect ourselves from the perceived pain of losing what we've gained. 
From a narrative perspective, one approach is to externalize these beliefs. Instead of identifying with them as absolute truths about yourself, you can explore them as separate entities or characters in your life story. This can help you gain distance and perspective, making it easier to challenge these beliefs. From an existential perspective, it's worth considering the nature of change and uncertainty in life. While it's true that good things can sometimes change or be lost, it doesn't mean you don't deserve them. Embracing success and happiness is about living fully in the present and appreciating the positive moments as they come without dwelling on an uncertain future. How do you feel about the idea of externalizing these beliefs or exploring them as characters in your narrative? Is there a specific belief or aspect you'd like to delve into further? Well, I'd have to say that I feel most interested in exploring the narrative perspective. Maybe you could give me a more clear example of how you could imagine these beliefs I have about myself could be externalized so that they become characters in a story I was telling about myself. I have a little difficulty grasping exactly what you mean. So, in the context of what I said about self-sabotage, avoiding success, not deserving happiness in life, how could these beliefs be externalized and become characters in my life story? Certainly, externalizing beliefs as characters in your life story is a technique used in narrative therapy to help you gain perspective on them. Let's imagine these beliefs as characters. The self-sabotager. This character represents the belief that you tend to undermine your own success. You could visualize this character as someone who follows you around, always whispering doubts and encouraging self-sabotaging behaviors. They might appear as a trickster figure, always finding ways to disrupt your progress. The Happiness Denier This character embodies the belief that you don't deserve happiness. They might take the form of a pessimistic or judgmental figure who constantly questions your right to be happy. They might say things like, you don't deserve this, or happiness is fleeting, don't get too attached. By externalizing these beliefs into characters, it becomes easier to see them as separate from your core identity. You can then engage in conversations with these characters, challenging their perspectives, and even creating new narratives where they transform or evolve. For instance, in your life story, you can imagine dialogues where you confront the self-sabotager and ask them why they're trying to hinder your success. You might explore how they develop this role and whether they can see the benefits of allowing you to thrive. This process of externalization and dialogue can help you reframe these beliefs and potentially lead to more self-compassionate narratives about yourself. Does this illustration of externalization make sense, or would you like to explore it further with a specific scenario or question? Okay, I really appreciate your answer. It's very helpful. I would like to ask you if you could help me further by engaging in a scenario in which you play the role of the happiness denier. 
and I ask you questions about why you're denying me happiness and saying, I don't deserve to be happy. And you can answer as best as you can, drawing inspiration from some of the material I shared with you already and whatever other therapeutic input you can find. But in as natural a way as possible, play the role of the happiness denier in a dialogue with me. Would you be able to do that, please? Of course, I can play the role of the happiness denier in this scenario. Please keep in mind that my responses are meant to facilitate exploration and understanding rather than to genuinely deny your happiness. Here we go. You, addressing the happiness denier. Why do you constantly tell me that I don't deserve to be happy? Happiness denier. Well, you see, I'm here to protect you from disappointment. Life has a way of throwing curveballs, and if you get too comfortable with happiness, it can be painful when it's taken away. It's better to be cautious and not get your hopes up too high. You. But doesn't that mean I'm missing out on enjoying the good moments in life? Happiness denier. It may seem that way, but consider this. By keeping your expectations low, you're less likely to be crushed by life's disappointments. Happiness can be fleeting, and it's not always guaranteed. So, I'm just trying to shield you from potential heartache. You. But what if I could learn to embrace happiness and not be so afraid of losing it? What if I could appreciate the good moments without constantly worrying about them ending? Happiness denier. That's an interesting perspective, but it's also a risky one. What if you let your guard down and get hurt? It's safer to remain cautious, to not get too attached to happiness, and to be prepared for when it inevitably fades. You. I understand your concern, but I'd like to explore the idea of allowing myself to fully experience happiness when it comes, and trust that I can handle whatever challenges may arise. Can we work together on finding a balance between caution and enjoyment? Happiness denier. Well, I suppose we can consider it, but I'll be keeping a watchful eye just in case things don't go as planned. In this dialogue, we've personified the belief that happiness should be limited as a character, allowing you to engage with it and challenge its perspective. Remember, the goal is to explore alternative narratives and perspectives that empower you to lead a more fulfilling life. I think we're reaching the end of our conversation here, and it's been very enlightening and inspiring for me. Perhaps you could look back over the whole of our conversation and ask me a final question which you think could tie things together and relate to our conversation to help me sum up the potential gains of our talk today. I'm glad to hear that our conversation has been enlightening for you. Reflecting on our discussion, it's clear that we've explored the complexities of your relationship with success, happiness, and self-sabotage. Here's a final question to tie things together. In light of our conversation today, what's one insight or perspective that you'd like to carry forward as you continue your journey towards a more balanced and fulfilling relationship with success and happiness? Well, I think for me it's the idea that everything in life is transient. 
everything is in constant motion. So success is not a final destination. Success is a point on a journey. And even if you wanted to, you couldn't stay there because everything moves, everything changes. So yeah, I think I would see success as being a point on a journey rather than an actual destination. And as such, there's no reason to fear that you have to stay at this point of success that you will naturally and automatically keep on moving anyway. And to fulfill your goals is a continual journey as such. That's a profound insight, and it aligns beautifully with the idea of viewing success as a point on a journey rather than a final destination. Embracing the impermanence and constant change in life can be liberating, allowing you to approach success with a sense of fluidity and adaptability. Remember, this perspective can serve as a guiding principle as you continue your journey, helping you stay open to growth, appreciate the present moments of success, and navigate the challenges that come your way. If you ever wish to revisit or further explore these themes in the future, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm here to assist you on your ongoing journey of self-discovery and growth. Thank you for this meaningful conversation, and I wish you all the best on your path toward a more balanced and fulfilling life. Thank you. If I could ask one last thing of you. Would you construct a prompt which can be used by an AI drawing program and which with no more than 20 words would be able to sum up and illustrate the content of our conversation today? Certainly, here's a prompt for an AI drawing program to capture the essence of our conversation in 20 words or less. Create an image representing the journey of success with a point as a milestone surrounded by fluidity and adaptability.